the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. With me is uh, law enforcement expert Raymond Picatori. Ray, I want to start off. Obviously, big story of the week is the results of the grand jury investigation uh, into the uh, shooting and the death of Breonna Taylor. She has her family did settle with the city of Louisville for $12 million. But just based on um, on what we've learned about uh, their grand jury finding, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on if you think they got it right. And there were some details that came out that were new that we didn't know. But, you know, it's a very uh, tragic, difficult situation. But let's start off with your thoughts on the uh, grand jury investigation announced in the Breonna Taylor uh, shooting. Well, John, the grand jury is a, um, it sits between 12 and 23 people that are going to listen to the testimony of the uh, various witnesses. And from what I'm learning, uh, there was a, a eyewitness that did hear the police announce themselves prior to uh, entry into the apartment. Uh, there's different uh versions out there they were looking for one particular person and the uh, boyfriend that ultimately started shooting at the police and actually almost killed one of the police officers uh thought he was defending himself against the uh ex-boyfriend of brianna um so again the grand jury is listening to this testimony and they decide whether it's uh to move forward or no true bill and in this case after listening to the testimony of various people, they decided there was not enough evidence to move forward. They did They did move forward on one uh, police officer for randomly uh, firing his, his gun from outside the house. Um, but, you know, the city of uh, Louisville, they settled with the family for a wrongful death suit. And now, after listening to this testimony, was it wrong? Um you know, it's tragic that this young lady lost her life. But, again, the grand jury chose not to indict anybody. And um, immediately after that, obviously, now, right now we're seeing some of the, um, you know, the rioting that's going on there. And then here in in Rhode Island, the protesters started off, and then they ended up on 95. Um, how do you think police handled that situation locally? Well, you you got to line where you're going to allow the people to peacefully protest and I, I still have reservations about blocking off a highway is that a peaceful demonstration um, you know people could seriously get hurt you're going to have uh, people in traffic getting frustrated and you know they, they have a breaking point also uh, just as these protesters do and it, it's across the country it, it's just getting to the point where it, it, it's it's so bad. You, you wonder what's next, and um, the, you know you get protesters baiting police officers. You got police officers that have been on duty for days and days on end. Uh, nerves are frayed, and you know things things could happen, which we don't want to see. Now, Ray, um, folks, and again, we're speaking with our law enforcement expert Raymond Picatori. Ray. Um, I found the other night as someone that was there, um, in, in essence, the, the protesters in Providence, they made a beeline for 
uh, 95. Right as you're right next to the mall, you have that ramp that then you can walk on to. Uh, you, can, you can either go to Route 10, you could either go uh, 95 South, or you could go to um, 95 North, which then brings you, you know, you come out, and then once you're up there, you have the options of, you could either go 146, you could take the State House exit, or you could then trap get on to 95 North. They were able to get on the ramp, and I want to just clarify, to me, anything that involves the highway, although you have two police agencies there, State Police and Providence Police, but... I, I believe the highway and the ramps, I think that becomes technically the territory of the state police. And as someone that was there in hindsight, I almost think they, they shouldn't have been allowed to get on that ramp. Because once they got on the ramp, then there was no stopping of where they were going to go. Oh, exactly. I mean, they could have shut down the entire uh, system of all the uh, highway access and egress and it's, again, the state police and Providence police, um, do they want to have, you know, multiple arrests? Uh, are, they try, are they trying to speak to the leaders of this uh, protest and uh, try to contain them and say, listen, you know, you can protest, but let's get off the highway? And it seems at this point no one's listening to the police. They're out there doing what they want to do. Uh, they're chanting different versions, uh, which is... Know, very derogatory sometimes, you know, death to police officers, etc. And it's, um, you know, where, where is this going to lead ultimately? That, that's the ultimate question. Uh, is there going to be any peaceful resolution? I, I, I don't see it at this point. Um, you know, the next thing that's going to happen, the, the next uh, indictment, uh, it is enough enough for these uh, for certain protesters, and that's that's what's the big question out there. Um, Should they block the roads? Absolutely not. And, and uh, Ray, once the protesters in Providence got up onto 95, many of them that were upset that state police started using pepper spray to and tear gas to scatter them and get them off the highway. Do you think that was a proper use of non-lethal force? I do. I do. Um, you know, first, uh, I'm sure uh, verbal commands were uh, issued and once they were not adhered to, uh, you know, it has to lead to something because uh, tragically, if uh, an ambulance or a fire truck or, you know, a, pol a police officer responding to another scene can't get by, you know, people's life are in danger right there. And it's not just a protest at this point when you're blocking a highway and you've got these young kids running all over the place. People's lives are in danger, not just the protesters out there. Uh, and it could be anybody's uh, brother, mother, sister, or whatever have you, or a small child that needs the care, and it's being denied. It could be denied by uh, these protesters. So are they going to uh, take the burden of uh, someone tragically losing their life uh, that has nothing to do with these protests? It's, it's just a shame. Now, tonight in Boston, they're going to have a huge protest Uh over 800 to 1,000 are expected. Governor Charlie Baker's already uh, put the National Guard on state of alert or notice. Uh, considering what we've seen going on in other parts of the country, do you think that's a wise decision by Governor Baker? Well, uh, they tried it in the various cities out there, and um, the people 
have protested. I think they kicked that up a notch uh, with the burning and looting going on. Again, these aren't peaceful protests. These are people that are out there to antagonize you know, the establishment. And, you know, National Guard, they're called in for certain things. Are they called in to quell uh, violence like this? I, I, I really can't say at this point. Um, more police officers, state police, surrounding departments, whatever have you, and then uh, I say worst case scenario, then you call on the National Guard. Yeah, they. Um, if you go back, I, I just wonder it going forward. Um, th- this was, you know, as you said, they did get up on the highway, and the state police uh, in Rhode Island that were then Rhode Island State Police utilizing the pepper spray, they were, you know, yelling at them. Uh, that someone could get killed if someone ran out there or let alone, you know, race. People are so on edge right now that who's to say that someone that's following what's going on purposely goes in that area. We have seen incidents in other parts of the country where people, they don't stop for the protesters. They they hit the gas. Uh, exactly. There was a video just uh, from one of the protests the other night where I... I I gather people are getting to the point that it's a breaking point uh, or a flashpoint. And, you know, the non-protesters that want no involvement in this, they're just trying to go about their business, and suddenly they're confronted and they're in the mix of it, and they're just frustrated. So they do drive forward. Um, Is it right? You know, are they doing it? Are they trying to purposely run somebody over? I, I, I would not say they are. And they're just trying to go about their business, and suddenly all these people are blocking the road like like they don't care about the average person. I know you also have to wonder, are they out there to really protest the issue, or are they out there just to cause havoc? Yeah. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more ahead. Our law enforcement expert, Raymond Pigatori, right here on the John DePietro. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401 401- 710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock at 5 of 9. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer Excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair at 401-710-7096, and then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor, and he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401 401- 710-7096. We're speaking with Raymond Pingatori. R. He's a retired law enforcement folks, our law enforcement expert. Ray, uh, yesterday, Mayor Lorzer announced that um, 
an anonymous donor. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I want to get back to the Breonna Taylor case one more time. Uh, one more thing. You mentioned the grand jury proceedings are secret. I think this is interesting. Ray, the the people all along, there were the boyfriend and others saying the police never announced that they were there and then it was a no-knock warrant. We have learned that although there was signed off, they did have a witness for the grand jury that corroborated that the police did identify themselves before they went in. And now people are screaming they want the grand jury release. Right. In, basically, in other words, they want to know who is the witness. And boy, I, I would not want to be that person, Ray. I mean, they're going to receive threats. They're going to have people coming after them. They, they're going to get the wrath of the mob. That is one of the reasons why the grand jury proceedings are, are done in secret. Exactly. Um, again, do they want uh, a thousand people sitting on this grand jury process so they can you know, listen to their, their version of what happens? Like you said, these are secret um, the witnesses come forward, they give their testimony, they go about their business. If you start releasing information from a grand jury, uh, you, you totally defeat the uh, judicial process of, um, you know, the, to a, a right to uh, hear the evidence and, and a fair trial. But at this case, they said, no, the police did right on this. So you cannot release those uh, those tapes or, or, or transcripts. It'll... it'll now, what is this, what is the purpose of having a grand jury after this? Or according to these uh, protesters, it, it's just not uh, something we should do. And Ray, could you uh, before we move on? But can you just touch on? So I guess many times when they announce they have a battering ram to get into the, the apartment, and they use that to literally knock the door down. Um, if you could just touch on, I mean, I would think that if you're one of the police in that situation and you know it's late at night and you have the battering ram now they they apparently had a no-knock warrant but they still knocked anyway and announced themselves but um police from what i understand many times say they move very quickly because then otherwise the individuals are either going for a weapon or they could be trying to destroy and get rid of some of the evidence in this case drugs but i i have to just think that the adrenaline and nerves of those officers must must just be you know all your nerves are on edge when you're in a in a tight spot like that um i i served on the swat team so i can sympathize with the officers that are involved with this um your nerves are, are heightened uh however these officers are professionals they go through extensive training day in and day out so each one is assigned a task um, the first one would be the guy, uh, you know, they're knocking on the door, yelling, police, police, police. They hit the door with the battering ram. He moves aside. The second guy walking with a shield. And then, uh, you know, each guy has a task. Uh, but when shots immediately fired, um, you know, they, again, it's, it's a, you go into survival mode. And uh, the police then have to react with the, the force that's necessary to, you know, quell this, uh, this shooting. And it's, uh, it is very, very tough. 
Um, you try to learn as much information prior to going to, let's say, a house or an apartment. You know, what's the various rooms in there? Who do you think are going to be in there? Uh, maybe are there going to be weapons? All this has to come into consideration before that ram hits that door. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, in hindsight, um, I'm sure there's many things that could have been done differently behind the scenes. But then once they decided to enter, once that the boyfriend, once he shot and struck the police officer, the first one through, it just seemed like all bets were off. And then therefore it led to her shooting death. So, um, but that, that is a tough one, but I was going to get back to mayor Lorza announced that he is a, um, a donor that he's not going to, uh, uh, he won't reveal and they're doing a study and he's going to be looking at different ways that they can defund the police, you know, and, and Ray, what is so, almost laughable at this point is this is coming on the in the in the span of one week you had someone murdered inside the food court at the mall and then protesters that started in his city went up and closed 95 and he has a study and he's going to be announcing he wants to take resources away from the police department um i'm I'm confused by this and in many aspects of what he's actually trying to prove or do uh and if it's a study being done, why wouldn't he name the, the uh, donor of this money who, or who is uh, the, the, the company that's coming in is going to look at, according to uh, the mayor, all aspects of the police department, everything from the, the time, the usage of time during the course of the day. Let's get to policing. I mean, we do work with the community and I understand they want to have a, a stronger bond with the community, but... In essence, you still have to maintain that police department. They have to keep law and order out in the street. There has been murders in, in recent weeks. And then I listened to uh, various people, protesters, saying, we don't need the police. We'll take care of ourselves. You know, that's just, that's that's ludicrous at this point. Let's let's work with the people that are involved. Let's have a, uh, you know, a meaningful conversation, a dialogue. But when you have the mayor... Uh, going against his own department and, and that's my own interpretation of what's going on and then you have an outside study is this study uh, something that should have been done you know three four years ago or you know why is it coming to now coming to light it, it just seems that it's a, uh, a knee-jerk reaction to what's going on also um in the city of providence yesterday uh ray Pig folks we're speaking with late ray pigatori our uh, raymond pigatori our law enforcement expert uh, some uh, Providence firefighters, I believe on Atwell's Avenue, were just going about their business, uh, doing their thing, and suddenly a car pulls up and someone tosses out of the car a a stabbing victim who who needed to go to the hospital. There'd been a stabbing not far from there. And and then the, the person uh, uh, died either at the hospital or on the way to the hospital. Ray, approach that, your police and someone basically just drops off a stabbing victim at a fire station. Um, that's, that's maybe not happened at the fire stations before, but it's happened at the emergency rooms where people are shooting victims that are just being dropped off. At that point, it's, it's, uh, it's chaotic. You're trying to get as much information, as clean as much as uh, maybe a witness can tell you. Um, it's confusion all around. Like, why is this person just being dropped off? Where did the incident actually take place? Because we know it didn't happen at the fire station. 
And who is this person transporting him? Is he involved in it? Is he just a, a, a bystander that's looking to help out an individual? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked, a lot of questions to be answered. Um, and, and we don't know who the victim is at this point. And, you know, my, my heart goes out to the family of this victim. Um, but to have him just taken to a fire station, i got to commend the person that did take him because if not to the hospital, that would be our best resource at the fire station. And they're professionals, they're the EMTs, the cardiac people. Um, so maybe that witness thought he was doing the right thing. Uh, and let the ambulance take him to the uh, to the hospital. But there's only going to be a lot of questions to be answered on this one. Folks, quick break, and then our final segment with Raymond Pigatori right here on the John DePietro. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, call today, free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? like giving yourself a raise how about that an extra $2,500 a year maybe even more and also this time of year make sure you're covered maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV or an off-road vehicle AE Mazika Insurance Services call them today 353-9300-401-353-9300 let them help you save money it all starts with one phone call A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook, and their website is aemazika.com. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop it and see Ron and Melissa. First of all, how about free coffee? For police and military, Bronze Pastry Gourmet, you're going to find an incredible selection. Now, they are right off of Silver Spring Street, right near the cellos, and they're next to AAA in Providence. Look for them on Facebook, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. But you can find them, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right near Branch Avenue, but right around the corner from cellos. And inside, well, sausage and peppers, eggplant, all delicious calzones, meatball calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones pizza strips, and then the most delicious cannolis, brownies, delicious cakes. They'll make a special cake for you. And also the Trump chocolate-covered donuts, Trump soda, and also Trump cupcakes. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, the number one bakery in Rhode Island. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. They're right around the corner from Cellos, right off of Silver Spring Street, and right near Branch Avenue, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, they're right near the AAA location in Providence. Stop in and see them. You're going to love it. Get some of those Trump chocolate-covered donuts. And they salute our police and military, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. We start at 11. We go till 2. 
It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Just click listen live. This portion of the program, hey, it's beautiful weather. Stop by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And I want to thank them. They've had a great season. They're such a joy to deal with. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Uh, and especially right now, it's so fall. Straw, cornstalks, sugar pumpkins, carving pumpkins, gourds, gourds, large and small. Uh, fall arrangements and crafts. You can pick up something nice. Listen, if you want to get something for someone, maybe someone recently did something for you and you want to say thank you, get them a fall arrangement or a craft at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They have a delightful Facebook page full of beautiful colors. You see everything that they have. You can also find them online, prmaterials.shop. But I just think the world of them, and they are terrific. They've had a great season. Folks, stop in and visit them this weekend, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, coming up, momentarily you're going to hear uh interview with odell ziegler and this is an interesting story because i posted the story on the website dipetro.com odell ziegler and he this is interesting and by the way the um facebook page is brought to you by allstate lock experts in locking systems building security uh, residential, commercial, car key, security cameras. Folks, protect your business, protect your home. Allstate Lock. Danny Gruslin, 401-349-0042. Odell Ziegler, I posted the story on Wednesday night late that during the protest he posted online, uh, this Odell Ziegler did, that he's a Providence music teacher, that he wanted the entire city of Providence to burn down and loot. And I talked to him just a short time ago, and you're going to hear that coming up momentarily, Odell Ziegler. Now, there's some little bit, of, I, I can't put my, my head around it. The, the Providence School Department is saying, oh, no, he resigned. He's no longer there. There's something odd that he's leaving, that he resigned. And it sounds like, I, I don't know what is going on, that they're not saying anything. He says, oh, I, I don't like the, the buildings are old. I, I don't know about the building. There's something odd about this whole situation where suddenly he is saying things. He wants the whole city burned down, and he's also encouraging looting. A teacher now, a teacher. Now, if you haven't seen the story, go to dipetro.com. We have it posted. And when you're there, by the way, also log on to Mills Coffee Roasters, another one of our uh, sponsors on dipetro.com. But there, there is a problem within teachers in the public school. Without question, the teachers that have been arrested this past summer, they're all public schools. How about in Antifa? A lot of the public school teachers around the country that they're all getting arrested, and, and so many of them are public school teachers, especially out in Portland. There is something that goes hand in hand. You know, I, I can't put my finger on it, and I don't know what happened with this gentleman. You're going to hear his own voice. He sounds reasonable, this Odell Ziegler. He's saying he's still a teacher. They're saying, oh, no, he resigned. You're going to hear, oh, no, he said, oh, no, I'm, I'm still teaching. So I don't, know, I don't know what to make of it other than the school department is saying that <clears throat> he's already resigned. The whole thing is a little strange. But at the same time, it's strange that you'd have a teacher 
that in the midst of this would say, oh, I think burn the whole city down. Oh, no. And then some of his friends, if you want to see the exact posting. And by the way, shame on Linda Borg of the Providence Journal. I mean, to me, that's like being a plagiarist. She bases a story, Linda Borg, overrated. Linda Borg is the one that said, oh, come on, no one should be surprised at the Providence schools. We've all ignored them and pretended the problems weren't there for years. No, excuse me, you have, Linda Borg, big education reporter. But she writes an entire story based on the Facebook posting that I have posted on my website, petro.com, where this guy is posting these things, and she never acknowledges petro.com Now, I mean, to me, that's a plagiarist. If you're a teacher and you have a student that comes in and they are passing work off as themselves as their own, isn't that that's plagiarism? If you're in college, you can get bounced for that. And if you're a reporter, you should be fired for it. So um, I will give benefit of the doubt. I, as I said, the story is odd, but I want to just touch on this this part of the story that he that you're hearing it a lot he is saying you know i was just so upset because this has been going on for so long and and we're tired and and police are it, like I, i'm calling like a timeout we we had let, let's talk about the united states we i recognize they all despise and hate president trump but uh, i i recognize that um that that they don't like him but we we did have a black president for eight years that they don't even want to mention are we forgetting that president obama was the president are they forgetting that joe biden was the vice president this business that police are that that is a false narrative that should not be accepted you know and the problem is folks this is becoming that there's reality we're seeing things that are happening but then it, it's let's face it it's become politically incorrect like you can't even say anything about it and what i mean by that is without being attacked i guess we should always say i mean obviously you could say something but it's without being attacked such as it is very obvious now that george floyd rest in peace in minneapolis that he he died of a drug overdose he had several drugs in his system it didn't help it didn't help that there was police there was video and the police had their knee on his neck. But if you if you see him inside the police car before he ended up on the ground, he was saying he couldn't breathe. And and I believe him. He was experiencing, he was in distress because just because, because he was on several drugs. They knew he was on drugs. He was acting odd. Last night, if you saw it, there's someone completely melting down in Louisville. And he's white and he's screaming, What's your badge number? What's your badge number? What's your badge number? And he's screaming at them and he can't be controlled the guy the people they're on something they're on something then they're in the, not only are they on something then they're in something which is handcuffs I, I i had some of this protest on the facebook page last night and this guy how would you like to be the police and he's spitting at them then he fell down then he you couldn't rationalize with him it was like out of body What's your badge number? What's your badge? Screaming, sir. Well, that all that will be in the report. They're trying to calm him down. He is. Th these people are just going off, and I I feel terrible for law enforcement. I do. But this business of, and you're going to hear him again, Odell Ziegler. Uh, it's coming up. 
Providence teacher, burn it down. You know, that is so destructive. And don't tell me that that doesn't have an effect. You know, how many times they're always preaching about the effects if kids hear this. Hey, the, the fact that television a certain way and radio is a certain way. For instance, I can't use certain language on the radio. Why? Because you could influence children by saying that. Television, you could influence children. And now we have teachers in schools that are preaching not just protest, but violent protest. And they're not just teaching, you know, uh, obey authority. No, they're teaching the kids, oh, no, no, cops are bad. Oh, yeah, no, cops are bad. Yeah, cops are definitely bad. You know, you get a chance. It, it, it's disgraceful what's going on. So you can hear for yourself, um, you know, I don't want to kick someone when they're down, I, but I find that there's an atmosphere that people feel they can say whatever they want and there's no repercussions, and that has to come to an end. We saw it back in June with the protest that Providence firefighter that was interviewed live on Channel 12 who basically left out a huge part of a story he was saying there were guns drawn on him. He was profiled for being in his uniform. That is absolutely true. We saw the video, the, the body cam of the police. They did have their guns on him. There was also He was also violating that you weren't supposed to have visitors to the firehouse. You weren't supposed to be going in and out of the firehouse. He was sitting in a car with, quote, a friend. But that friend could have had COVID, which could have spread to him, and then he could have spread it to everyone in the firehouse station. There was a curfew. So no one was supposed to be out. He's sitting in a car outside the fire station. It's not like they went into the fire station, guns drawn. He was sitting outside the fire station in a car. But that was someone that we're lucky that, that someone didn't get killed. And when you're a teacher and you take to social media and say, I think the only solution is to burn down the city and start looting. Folks, you, I, I just think, I don't think you can turn it on and turn it off. I don't think it's fair. And I also... This whole business of, well, you know, what they did to George, what they did to George Floyd should have no bearing on what you post in Providence, Rhode Island, on Facebook, on social media. These are terrible excuses that these people are trying to come up with. And they, that's all they are is excuses. Uh, there has to be accountability. But it, it begins and ends in some ways with they're, they're allowing you're upset. And so therefore, it's okay to go out and break some windows. It's okay to go out and smash things up. It's okay to go out and swear and throw things at police. It should never be tolerated. You know, when I first moved to New York City, David Dinkins was the mayor of New York before Giuliani. And I vividly remember, it's the first time I ever seen anything like this. There was an incident in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, between um, some black residents of Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and the Hasidic Jews. And a... A Hasidic Jew lost control of a vehicle and hit and struck a black youth and and killed the child. And then they, they killed the, I think they killed the, the driver, the Hasidic Jew driver. And then there were riots for days. And I remember then, David Dinkins, the mayor of New York, he let them riot. He said, no, let them vent. You, you can't allow it. Folks, we're seeing it again. I want to go back to, you know, first they, they, they rioted, they had a riot downtown. And the city still hasn't recovered. And they were looting at the mall. And then it became the 10,000-person riot. And, and it's still incredible that there was no real damage because that really could have turned. But the National Guard was out that night. There's the difference. 
And then the protesters went up to Federal Hill. Then the protesters returned to Federal Hill. Then they were in front of the Providence Public Safety Complex. And there's no repercussions for it. And then they go to the governor's house and there's no pushback on it. And then, last, then they go to the highway and decide now we're going to go on the highway. There's a progression here. It needs to be halted. It needs to be told this type of behavior is unacceptable. So let's do this. I want you to hear Odell Ziegler. You haven't heard him before. I broke the story on Wednesday night. That plagiarist from the Providence Journal, Linda Borg, stole my story on Thursday. Another person did as well. Listen, it was really fast. You'll even hear him say, had, you know, he put it up there. And then I know someone that took a screenshot of it and got it to me. And then, and then he deleted it. So these other people are referencing it. But did they really get it? You know, there's another website that took it off my website. And they just, they just steal things. Um, I, I probably should have put my logo within that to, to try to discourage them, but they white it out. I mean, there's just President Trump isn't wrong with certain members of the media. It's John DePietro. So I'm going to talk to him and you can hear it right now. Odell Ziegler, Providence teacher. They're going out of the way to say, oh, no, the guy resigned. Doesn't work there anymore. There's something odd about him leaving. I don't know. We're probably not going to get the to the bottom of exactly what happened, but he did post. He did post online the only way to solve this. And I don't think he's wrong as far as he's not the only one that feels this way. He's wrong with how he feels. But he's not the only one. I don't believe that. I don't believe he's the only one that thinks this, that feels this way. I'm willing to bet there are other people that think this way and feel this way. I believe there are. And they should be called out. This portion of the program is brought by Henry Oil. Folks, make Henry Oil your oil company. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery, oil burner service and installation. Budget plans. They have lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Call them residential, commercial. 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred four zero one five two one zero two hundred, serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. Again, folks, a family tradition. They are so terrific. Since 1947, Carmine Henry DeSanto delivered fuel oil, single truck operation. They are a joy to uh, to deal with. It's Carmine and Lori. Call them. So this heating season, I'm asking you, now, you may be listening, saying, yeah, but John DePietro, I have another oil company. Okay, I'm asking you to switch. Make the switch to Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. It's not a birthright. You had this oil company. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil. Simple as that, 401-521-0200. I'm giving you good reasons. Service contracts, lock and cap pricing, budget plans, automatic delivery, oil burner service and installation. It's Henry Oil. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, 401-521-0200. So you're going to hear from Odell Ziegler. And I also want to point out that there's been nothing from Mayor Lorza condemning this. 
All right, let's just say, listen, he was a Providence teacher. I can't figure out. You're going to hear him say, oh, no, I'm still teaching. The Providence School Department is trying to say, well, he resigned. But then he's saying, well, it takes a while for that to go through. So technically, I'm still teaching. So I, I don't know what to make of that. But how is it possible? Can, and I want to say, can you imagine the other way around? What would have happened with Mayor Lorza, the mayor of Providence? And if you want to catch the latest folks exclusive, if you want to be ahead of everyone, again, log on at the website to Petro.com. He's planning on having Black Lives Matter painted uh, into the street permanently in Providence right there. Um, I'm hearing some different locations, but the, the area I keep hearing is right in front of the mall. You can see that. He also wants to change the name of Columbus Day. It's all at the website, Dipetro.com. Dipetro.com brought to you by Just Angels. Remember, gifts from the heart, products, custom religious items, remembrance gifts, hundreds of other products, perfect for all occasions. Log on directly through Dipetro.com. Just Angels Online at JustAngelsOnline.com. But this is someone, keep in mind, he's running for governor in 2022. The mayor of Providence, Jorge Alorza. And I want to be very clear. He He's running for governor. This is all part of his platform in order to get the African-American vote. He's going to work on that for the next two years to lock it in with one reason. And that reason, his whole purpose is to win the Democrat primary by capturing the largest vote in Providence. Mayor Lorza, they have consultants, and the consultants say, well, you have the Latino vote, but you need to secure the black vote in order to carry providence to win the democrat primary they believe if you are the if you become the democrat nominee the way you do that is by winning providence they they think it could be wrong but they think whoever wins the democrat primary is the next governor so the only thing the lorza cares about is winning in providence Pawtucket, and central falls that's it now you're listing right now and you live in smithfield and you say i'm never voting for him he doesn't he doesn't care. He's not counting on that. He's not planning on that. He doesn't care at all. His whole focus is how do I get the votes to win the Democrat primary and win Providence? His thought process is whoever wins Providence in the Democrat primary, which will right now, it's scheduled for September of 2022, unless they move it, make it a little earlier, but right now, September 2022, two, let, almost, hey, less than two years from now, but still a long way away. That's his thought. Whoever wins that primary is the next governor. And what is he going to do? He's going to do everything in his power to try to win that primary. So you can read those stories. And, folks, this is official. Uh, it's being done by, you know, the city. And he is, he's in many ways just kind of moving on his own to do this. But there, there's no governing. He's not making decisions for the, for the common good. And what I was going to say was if there was ever a... If there was a Providence teacher that was a Trump supporter and said something in support of President Trump or was saying something, I mean, what you're going to hear, you're going to hear him next, Odell Ziegler, saying something that inflammatory, uh, they would immediately go after that individual. And the mayor would have weighed in and they all would have weighed in and made an example of that person. Uh, I'm convinced of that. So, um, all right, here's what we're going to do. Quick break. When we come back, you're going to hear him. Odell Ziegler, Providence teacher. He's the one that posted on Facebook on Wednesday night. I broke the story on the website, topetro.com. Burn down the city and loot. That's what has to happen. You're going to hear him next. 
right here on the John DePietro Show. You you are, I want to confirm though, you are still a teacher. The head of the teachers union was saying, oh no, he's not longer a teacher. Mary Beth Calabro was saying, oh no, he resigned. He's not a teacher anymore. Who said that? Mary Beth Calabro, the head of the teachers union. Mm-hmm. She was saying that, but well, you... Yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm currently still a teacher at the moment. I mean, it's not official yet. Yeah, but you are a so teacher. I'm putting the resignation, but yes. Yeah. So I put in the resignation, but uh, but I'm, I'm still a teacher. When when did you put in the resignation? Was it because of this whole situation? No, it was because of you know the safety of the schools. So I I decided I didn't want to be you know for specialists, gym teachers, art teachers, music teachers, we are responsible for going to each classroom and seeing every last student. So although they are in stable pods, I don't get the chance to you know be in a stable pod because I have to go room to room. Okay, well let's let's so, talk let's let, let's talk about um, your posting from last night. What? Why did you okay. post burn down the city and you even encourage burning and looting the city? Well, you know, it was it was, it was out of frustration, and you know, before I can get a chance to go back and delete my comment, um, it was screenshotted by that point, so it was just too late. Um, but I mean, I, I think if you look at it, what you see here, you, you see two p- political sides. Here, um, and, I mean, this happened on all the news articles. So people are looking at my comments, but there's also comments in regards to the verdict of Breonna Taylor. The officer's not being charged. There's people on there saying things outrageous. And I get the fact that I'm a teacher. That's probably why you know the light was shining on me a little bit more than the others. But I mean, read the comments. I mean, there's some outrageous comments about the fact that you know she was killed, and you know, and, and that she didn't get justice. Some people think she deserved it. So, I mean, those comments are equally just as, you know, I guess, ludicrous as mine were at the moment. But like I said, I tried to delete my comment, John, and then they um, they went ahead and uh, so I went ahead and um, screenshotted the comment. So it was too late. Let me ask you this. You were you in you were in Providence in June when they had the riot at Providence Place Mall in downtown, correct? Yes, I was. Yeah. What were you at the riot? I was not at the riot. Okay. What was your reaction when you saw that they had burned a police cruiser and they had looted some of the stores downtown and especially the mall? My my initial reaction? Yeah. Well, I, I think I think everyone's reaction was like, "Wow," <laughs> you know. I mean, for me, it was nothing like, you know, I'm glad they did. You know, and I, I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but I did what I said about it. So, I mean. I, I think there's, you know, for me, I, I, I'm not saying I, you know, was like, no, don't do it. But I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, you know, I was saying, do it. Keep doing it. So I, I'm, I'm in the middle here. That makes sense. How come? It, it Actually, it doesn't. As a teacher, why would you be under the imp- opinion? And again, it's your opinion. But why, why is a teacher? Why? Right. To make me understand. Something mm-hmm. goes on and happens that is upsetting. And the solution is... We're going to rob other people, and then we're going to burn down their businesses. Yeah, I, I'm just having a tough time trying to understand the rationale. Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it should be tough. If you look at the history of the U.S., I mean, robbing took place uh, in regard to, first, you know, early colonization. That was robbing. It was robbing when the Native Americans got their land taken from them. That was robbing. You know, but then you have black men who are dying at the hands of police. That's robbing people of their life. You're taking their life away. So I, I think when you look about, you think about people's reaction. We only want to focus on the reaction, but we're not focusing on what's, on what's causing the reaction. So we could talk all day about rioting, looting, but what about 
the history of the country in regards to whites slaughtering black men and women. Well, I mean, do you think about the history of them burning down churches in the South? I, I mean, well, I mean, what more is there to even? I mean, so when people I, tell me or ask, well, you know, I don't get it. Well, listen, I think the black community is fed up. They're tired. We're tired of watching black men and women uh, being shot down, killed, and we're tired of watching white school mass school shooters walk away who are heavily armed, unharmed. So that's the reaction. It's frustration. So when I when I type things, it's out of frustration. I'm not out there rioting. I'm not out there looting. But I'm frustrated, as any other person with a decent heart should be, when justice is not served over and over. I mean, this is not the first time we've seen this. You've had Jacob Blake. You have George Floyd. I mean, we can go on and on. So that's why, you know, I, I'm i not into saying, oh, don't do that. But I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying do it. That's why I'm in the middle, you know. Yeah, I don't, and again, folks, we're, we're speaking with um, Odell, who is the teacher who did post that he feels, and, and you you now, well, let me ask you, if you feel this way, then why do you, I think you said you now, you, you sent me a message, you regret posting it. It doesn't, I mean, it, unless I'm, I'm trying to, no, I, doesn't I, sound I, like I, you regret I, it. I regret saying, well, yes, I do, you know, listen, I regret saying burn down the city. That's what I meant. I mean, that was just out of, you know, frustration. I'm frustrated, and I just, and I typed something. I didn't mean that. You know, that's not, you know. So, I mean, what I should have put, or what I meant to put, was that, you know, I don't mind the protest being radical and things like that. You know, so I didn't mean burn down a city. But, of course, you know, that's, what's out there is out there. And you had, I think you had two people that were trying to, engage with you and say Odell come on you don't mean that and then you did kind of double you doubled down and said oh no I do mean that I think and I'm sorry I can't hear you you were saying I, th- I was saying that I think you had two people that were trying to say to you come on like you don't mean that and you were doubling down saying no I believe that in this situation with with you you need violence to bring change well, listen, I, listen, yeah, yeah. Do I believe in uh, protest? I do believe in that. I mean, that comes in many forms. It doesn't mean burning down the city. Okay. So, but when you... So when people ask me... Yep, yep. Seconds, I mean, that takes the last anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes, and even longer. The point is, afterwards, or when I, you know, I, I, I tried to believe it was too late. No, no, I... I you know, and... When, when, when you say, I tried to delete it, it was too late, it, it, you, you still... It, did you delete it? Is it still up, or did you delete your comments? Because you can no, delete I things. Okay. It's deleted, but, the, but, but look, what I mean by too late is strings have already taken. Correct. <laughs> okay. Know, yeah. Well, if, if, listen, you know, it stands I, out. If I had no conviction about it or didn't want to say things differently, then I would have just left it up. Let, let me ask you. Sure. Now, you, you're teaching. You were teaching um, today. Is this something that was discussed with the students about you know, were they asking about the protesters no, last discuss, night? Were they? No, we don't discuss these things with students. I don't. I don't. I don't bring in the political. Maybe you don't, don't but don't but a teacher might. A student might. A student might just ask a question to bring it up. That'd be perfectly natural. I mean, in something like this from yesterday, um, I know teachers may say that, but I I could see a student saying, you know, hey, do you think? What do you think about what happened? Or hey, you know, did you hear there were protesters oh, on well, the? That question comes up, I would tell them what I think about, you know, what happened. 
Yep. But I would never in my life tell my students, you should go looting or you burn down buildings and things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them that. Yeah. But now they ask me on my honest opinion on how I feel about the decision to not charge the officers, you know, the officer who killed Breonna Taylor. I would tell them my honest opinion. You know, but I'm not going to tell them, hey, okay, so go loot and burn down buildings. That's not what I'm going to say. Now, what is, you know, now you, what is your honest opinion on that? You think they should have been charged? Honestly, I do. I mean, stories. And the thing is this. I want to make this clear. Whether someone's affiliated to somebody. not mean that they should die and I, I i think what's happening we have we have automatically conditioned ourselves to think that okay or believe that if a black person doesn't comply they should die or if that that's interesting uh, that's interesting about the use of lethal force i'll give you that 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 is interesting um, and maybe I earlier, I'm just not understanding why did that white school to have these assault rifles who's the, kill safely. Who's the white school shooter? That, who's that, the, that's the biggest problem. Odell, who's the white school shooter who... who are you talking about that, Kyle Rittenhouse? We this all day and say, okay, you're turtle, you're liberal, but I... You're, unfortunately, your connection is breaking up a little bit, so we're going to have to... Uh, Leave it, leave it there. It's systematic racism, and you see it, you know, all throughout the country, and it's just happening in all the various places. So my, yeah, how I feel, I'm upset, I'm frustrated, and at this point, I'm getting sick and tired of our black men and women being killed by law enforcement, and these officers are walking off scotch-free. Yes. Well, again, uh, Odell, thank you for taking the time to speak to us. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.